Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to the Conservative Circus on KDST AM 790. Two sounds most stimulating talk. I am your ringmaster, James T. Harrison. Last Tuesday, the Tucson Unified District Superintendent announced his decision to piece the place an item on the July 23rd, 2019 Governing Board meeting agenda to discuss the family life sex education curriculum. You know what? And that whole review process. We've been, been through this before. It seems to be something that's spreading around the state. But at least this time we had the parents who are going to be allowed to 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 weigh in on this. We have Loretta Honeycutt. She is the the education editor for the Arizona Daily Independent. She is in the center ring of the conservative circus. And Loretta, I, I I'm I'm hearing that a victory was scored for transparency on behalf of the parents. Uh, is that true in the old Pueblo? That would be absolutely accurate, my dear friend. So Arizona law has a lot of loopholes in it. And one of the loopholes is that school districts can pretty much develop curriculum and then pass, you know, the board can adopt it without any real review of it. There are certain things that have to be reviewed and certain things that don't have to be reviewed. So parents and concerned citizens are really at the mercy of school boards. Will they be, you know, transparent or will they block you? And we have a lot of districts because the Arizona School Board Association is not a friend of transparency that will keep the public um, public's eyes off of this very important curriculum, all curriculum, not just sex ed. And um, Tucson Unified School District Governing Board member Rachel Sedgwick called on the superintendent to release the sex ed curriculum for public viewing prior to the board's adoption. It was fascinating because as he presented the item to the public, he said, you know, we're not under any obligation to share this with you, but we're going to. <laughs> so it's a, it's a strange day and time when, when you can't see what your kids are going to be learning and you have to rely on the generosity of school officials. But that's where we are. And what's so remarkable is several years ago, we tried to pass legislation that would close all the loopholes on supplemental materials and curriculum, and we didn't even make it out of education committee. And and the bill that we proposed, was it was very simple. It would have really afforded a lot of transparency and, and openness, and it would have actually, I think, fostered a dialogue. And yet it was killed out of committee. So I'm hoping... As we, you know, because the law has changed in Arizona, we're going to look at this um, revision process um, occur with a lot of sex ed programs in a lot of districts. By all accounts, 
everyone who's seen the curriculum that TUSD is putting together, they say that there's nothing really crazy in it. If there isn't any crazy anything crazy in it, then why aren't we? Why can't we see it? We have the education editor for the Arizona Daily Independent uh, in the center ring, uh, Loretta Honeycutt. I just have to ask you. You, you just talked about if, if 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 everything is kosher with this, how come we can't see it? You know, other people around the state are still kind of skittish because just a few weeks ago we had former education. Education Secretary Diane Douglas uh, blow the whistle on a sex curriculum program uh, in the Valley that was really over-the-top kinky and kind of weird. So the question has to be asked, is this about sex education or is there something else going on here? I think there's definitely a political agenda behind all of it. I do think that the average teacher in the classroom is really responsible And actually, during the last USD board meeting, a fifth grade teacher stood up and said, I'm going to be have to, I'm going to have to be the person teaching this curriculum. I want professional development on this issue. And I want my fellow teachers to get professional development because we know that a lot of what's out there and available is really inappropriate. And while some people might claim that it's medically accurate, other people would dispute that. So as long as there's a debate, and I think the debate is legitimate, I I don't think, I think both sides have their points to make. But I do think because there is that really intense political agenda behind it, um, and Hoffman has done nothing to convince people otherwise, I think it's going to be a problem. So, so we have to have we have to have that transparency. People have to be able to look at this. We have to have people discuss what that professional development would look well, like. Exactly. Exactly. Because here, here, here's where I'm coming from, Loretta Honeycutt. I mean, I, I was once a, a, a high school teacher. Um, taught for 10 years. I know about professional development. I know about, you know, we would shut down the school for a day or two. We would go off site to get this type of training and stuff like that. I can't imagine um, being trained in this and uh, being competent, you know, after a day or two seminar and people coming in and going over the curriculum with us. Uh, I, there's a whole lot more that goes into this than just understanding what it is that the curriculum is supposed to be conveying. And then you may not agree with it even as an, as an adult, or it may violate your value system or your religious belief system. Are you supposed to just go ahead and still teach this stuff anyway, especially if you were if you find it to be offensive? I mean, there's there's a whole lot more to this, and it seems that it's sort of like haphazard to say, yes, here's our new sex education curriculum. Here's a day or two to learn it, and now teach the children. Exactly. How irresponsible is that? This curriculum is that important that you're willing to just throw it out after, you know, maybe eight hours of training? And another thing, James, it has to be an opt-in curriculum because of the sensitivity of the issues, we can't expect parents to opt out. We should be saying you can opt in and, and, and not just assume that every single kid should be taking this. I think that's really an unfair burden on our parents. They're already confused by a lot of things that are going on. And if we say to them, oh, your kid's in this class and you have to get them out, that's onerous and, and, and irresponsible. And especially in these early stages where, where we're working out the bugs. And, okay. 
working through training. Uh, I got a question about that. Okay, uh, we got Loretta Honeycutt. Uh, she is the education editor for the for the Arizona Daily Independent. Uh, why sex education? Why can't we? I mean, our, our reading. Pers- proficiency our math proficiency we're we're struggling with these test scores in arizona why are we so hot to trot to introduce a sex education in our public schools here because reading is nonpartisan. math has no political bias hopefully and sex ed can and does. So if you have a political agenda, that's where your focus is going to be. And that's unfortunate because I can promise you that if you can get a third grader to read and they can leave the third grade reading, then they'll be open to all kinds of ideas because they'll be capable of processing them, right? Right. So let's go back and focus on those fundamentals. But those fundamentals don't serve a political agenda, and our schools have stopped serving our kids, and now they serve everyone's political agenda, both sides. But primarily right now we're seeing the left has just absolutely abandoned the fundamentals, which is unfortunate because I it's that breaks my heart because we, we're our our kids are are suffering as a result of it, and the kids who are most in need are paying the highest price for this politicization of our classrooms. I happen to agree with you, and I happen to think that when I hear about these arguments going on, um, you know, there used to be a time where parents didn't have to be as involved in a curriculum because we were just kind of teaching the basics. But I got to be careful with that as well. I remember as a child, you know, you had the sex education stuff going on in the public schools then, and our parents had to sign off on whether or not, you know, your the kids, you know, whether, whether or not you wanted your child in that classroom. And if I'm remembering correctly, uh, I didn't think my parents, I don't think my parents wanted me in the classroom while that was going on. And I do remember being very uncomfortable sitting next, next to girls talking about that kind of stuff. Why do we not, if that was difficult back in the 1960s and 70s, actually it was the 70s, I won't date myself in the 1960s. If that was difficult back then, what makes us think, or have children been so sexualized through popular culture that it's no longer important? Well, they absolutely have been sexualized through popular culture, but it also, I think, goes to we no longer respect parents. Um, You know, and, and I... You know, I'm a firm believer, and it takes to a village and all of that. But the most important people in that village are the parents and their kids. And and we're not recognizing that. We're not recognizing that they should have the final say over what their kids experience. But that goes to, once again, you know, the sexualization of children. That's political in nature. There is a political agenda behind that. Um, and so... I think we have to look at the whole thing. How, why is this all happening? You know, we, they call it that we're over-psychologicalizing. I guess that's the term. It's a strange term. And um, our classroom, and we're over-sexualizing children. Yeah, everyone can see that, but we just don't seem to have the will to stop it and say, wait a second, what are our priorities now? You are listening to KNST AM 790, Tucson's most stimulating talk. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.